Turn to beginning in Proverbs tonight, chapter 4, and then chapter 6, and then 2 Kings. Since I didn't preach this morning, I'm going to try not to preach everything but the maps and the concordance. I'm not planning on the maps. The concordance is still up in consideration. Proverbs chapter 4. Tonight I want to consider matters of the heart. <laughs> what is that? Matters of the heart. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20 says, My son, attend to my words. Incline that ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them. What? His words. And health to all their body. Keep your heart with all diligence. That keep there means to guard your heart with all diligence. Church, I would remind you tonight to guard your heart with all diligence. Why? For out of it, out of what? Out of your heart are the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips afar from you. Let your eyes look right on and let your eyelids look straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet. And let, and let your ways be established. Do not, let, do not turn to the right nor to the left. Remove your foot from evil. When I read this last night, you know what immediately came to mind? We used to teach our children, be careful little eyes what you see. Be careful little feet where you go. Be careful little hands, remember? Guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Your heart. What is your heart? When, it's talk, when the word begins to talk about your heart, now we should, we should understand that, it, that, it, that it, is, it is a simile, it is, it is, a, it is a, an allegory, he, that when the Bible talks about your heart, it's not talking about that organ that's beating in your chest. We know when we say we speak from the heart, we, we, we kind of understand what we're talking about. When the word talks about your heart, you, the, the, the analogy, of course, is that we know of our physical being, that our heart is our center of our being. It is, it is where the blood flow comes from. It's out of, because uh, the, the Bible says the life of the body, what? Is in the blood. We know in our body, that our, that our heart is where blood flow comes from. It's what causes life to pump through you. Heart of the matter. 
But when the word is talking about guard your heart, he's, it's actually talking about where we are created, as you know, spirit, soul, and body. The heart, the organ, is the, is the, is the life flow of our physical body. But in matters of the heart, when it talks in the word guard your heart with all diligence, it's talking about your, your, your soulless nature. It's talking about actually your matters of your mind, your will, your emotions, your soulless nature. For out of it flows the issues of life. You think, think about it. Whenever, I, whenever I, I decide to do right or to do wrong, where does it come from? It comes from my mind, my will, and my emotions. If I, if I decide to go right or turn and go left, well, my, my body executes it, but where, but where does it come from? It comes from my mind, my will, and my emotions. When I make decisions... We, we should make decisions based upon the Word of God rather, re, rather than our emotional state. Guard your heart, for out of it flow the issues of life. Put away from you the deceitful mouth and the perverse lips afar from you and your eyes, the, keep your eyes where they belong, your eyelids looking up. Ponder the path of your feet. Think about what you're doing. And where you're going, what you're going to do when you get there. Come on, somebody. Guard your heart. Out of it flows the issues of life. Bible says in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 12, that a wayward person, a wicked man, walks with a perverse mouth. He winks with his eyes and signals with his feet. I'm seeing something here. His motions with his fingers, perversity in his heart. He, he devises mischief continually. He sows discord. What is this, a wicked man? Therefore, his calamity will come suddenly. <laughs> How many of you have ever been in, now no, this is rhetorical, this is, don't answer. Don't even look around. How many of you have been somewhere you shouldn't have been doing what you shouldn't have done and you think, and maybe you've done it over and over and over and then one day, boom, you were caught. Suddenly, calamity came. Yes, me. Therefore, his calamity will come suddenly. In a moment, he will be broken without remedy. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination, a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that are swift, running to mischief. Have you ever met somebody that, man, if trouble was around, they were in it as quick as they could get there? Maybe that's been you. Feet that are swift to running to mischief, a false witness who speaks lies, and he who sows discord among the brethren. We're talking about matters of the heart. Out of them flow the issues of life. Guard your heart 
In 2 Kings chapter 10, there's an interesting account. Most of us are familiar with it. This is at the end of the reign of King Ahab and Queen Jezebel. And Jehu ha has come on the scene to avenge the kingdom. We need Jehus in the kingdom. Maybe you'll remember back in 1 Kings that there was a time when there was a godly man, a good man named Naboth that had a vineyard beside the palace. And Ahab wanted it. You remember? And he went to inquire of, of Naboth, uh, King, King um, what's his name? <laughs> Ahab. Went to inquire of Naboth about buying his vineyard. He wanted it. And Naboth said, the Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance of my fathers. Listen, I want you to begin to see some things as we begin to work through these scriptures. That the Old Testament is chock full of typology and imagery. Things that cause you to see the, the devised plans of the enemy. We have a righteous man and we have a wicked king, a tempter, if you will. The God of this world that, that, that is working just out of really the, 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 the lust of his eyes and the, and the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. He, he, he wanted what wasn't his and he was looking at it. He had a beautiful vineyard and he wanted it. He, he comes in slickly and says, I'll pay you a good price for your vineyard. And we have the righteous Naboth that says, God forbid. Listen, there's a tempter that comes along. And we, and we have to be in a position that we know who we are, that we have an inheritance from our Father, that God forbid that we should sell it out. God forbid that I give you the inheritance of my fathers. Said Ahab went, around, went home angry. And he went home to Jezebel. Everybody knows about Jezebel. Everybody thinks about Jezebel. They think they see a lady, but maybe they think she has a little bit too much hair going on or maybe a little bit too much makeup going on or maybe a little too much jewelry going on. They start talking about a Jezebel. That really has nothing to do with Jezebel. Jezebel is, is really just our broken nature on full display. Jezebel is the epitome of what, of what the sin nature does to a man. Uh, Jezebel is, 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 is the full-blown uh, maturity uh, of, living, of living by, your, by an unguarded heart, if you will. And Ahab comes home and, and, and says, and he's upset. The Bible says he's depressed. And, and angry because Naboth said, no, you're not getting it. I'll not give you the inheritance of my fathers. And he lay down on his bed and sulked, the Bible says, and would not eat any bread. He was Naboth, Ahab was a big baby. Have you ever met him? Now I'm going to insert something free here that there'll never be, somebody needs to hear this, that there could never be a Jezebel without an Ahab. Somebody needs, to, somebody needs to know that Jezebel could have never been Jezebel. Because see, Ahab was the king. 
She was, she was actually the daughter of a, of a pagan king that he should have never been involved with to begin with. No Ahab in disobedience, no Jezebel reigning, reigning and ruling. Hello? Matters of the heart. But Jezebel is walking and said, why, why is your spirit so sad that you refuse to eat? Can't you just hear? Because see, 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 what the most wicked things in this world don't always come with the ugly mask and screaming at you and trying to beat you up. Sometimes they come in and says, why is your spirit so sad, baby? What's going on that you don't even want to eat, precious? And he said to her, because I spoke with Naboth. I told y'all, y'all don't read like I do. The Jezreelite, give me your vineyard or, for money or else. If you prefer, I will give you another vineyard. And he said, well, by the way, there is, no, there is no other inheritance. There is no other vineyard. There, the, the Bible says, Jesus said, said, I'm the vine, you are the branches. He talked about, he said, my father is the husbandman. There is no other vineyard. Yeah. Jezebel said to him, are you not the governor of this kingdom? Can't you hear that? It's a pep talk now. Isn't this your place? Aren't you the ruler here? I'm telling you, that's your flesh talking. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the un... I, wanna, I want you to see some things tonight as we just walk through here a minute. What you're seeing when Jezebel begins to speak, you, it is showing you, demonstrates you. Remember what we said about the Word? The Word of God says about your heart because we're, we're always teaching somebody to follow your heart. Mm. That's really bad advice. It's bad advice. Follow the Word. Follow what's true. If your heart is unredeemed, if your mind, your will, and your emotions are not in line with your word, your heart will lead you astray. It will cause you to do crazy things because you're selfish. Somebody asked me one time, when the, on the spiritual matters, how do you know if it's God? How do I know if it's God? How do I know if it's the enemy? How do I know if it's me? Well, I'm going to tell you, if it's you, it'll be selfish. Oh, but did my mic work when I said that? If it's you, it'll be selfish. If it's God, it'll be right. And if it's the enemy, it'll lead you down the wrong path. You and, and when you and the enemy join up, you're in trouble. How do you know? If it's God, it'll line up with the word. He, he will never lead you into anything that will, that will cause you to violate the scripture. You can count on when you're being dealt with in a spiritual manner. It will never, ever, never, not one time go against the word. Because, what are we talking about? These are, these are the big commandments. Isn't it? These are the things that God hates. Uh, uh, haughty eyes and uh, a, pr a proud look. Feet that are swift to mischief. A lying tongue. One that bears false witness. Bears false witness hands that shed innocent blood. I'll leave that one alone, but let that one float out there. Hands that shed innocent blood. Jezebel said, are you not the governor? Get up and eat some bread and let your heart be happy. 
Who? Hold on just a minute. You mean that our goal in life isn't just to, for our heart to be happy? I got to tell you something. Outside of the Word of God, it is not God's priority for you for you to be happy. It's His priority for you to have the fruit of the Spirit where there's joy that flows. And God's not against happiness, but it's not His goal. And see, your heart can be happy for a, with a lot of things for a short time when you're unredeemed. Happiness can come from pure evil. Boy, this world needs to learn something right now. That happiness, some people are very content and very happy. It, make, it gives them happiness when they're dealing in pure evil. We need to get back to understand that there, are, there is good in this world. There is evil in this world. And some people are very happy to be evil. Eat, get up and eat some bread and let, and let your heart be happy. For I will get you the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelite, for you. Boy, here's when you start listening to Jezebel. And I want to tell you something when you start listening to Jezebel. Talking about matters of the heart. When you begin to listen to Jezebel, you're going to be dealing with a trickster, a manipulator. Uh, someone of the highest selfish nature. Really, the, the Jezebel is the picture of what happens when the enemy gets full control of your being. Fiction is show you demonstration. I said, says, six things God hates, yea, seven are an abomination. And when you read the list, I'm going to show you in just a moment, encapsulated right here in this moment, that Jezebel was everything. Everything about her was everything that God hates. Everything. Listen. She says, she says, get up, eat some bread, make your heart happy. I'll get you the vineyard. And she wrote letters to Ahab, and she wrote letters in Ahab's name. Listen, Jezebel is happy. Somebody look at me. Jezebel is happy to work in somebody else's name. Oh, you ain't listening right now. She'll work outside of her own authority because she didn't, she didn't have the pull that she needed, really. She'll come in because, you know, she needs to look like the good guy. Are y'all listening? She needs, to look, she needs to look like the good one. See, she didn't even go do this thing in her own name. She said she, it says she wrote letters in Ahab's name. And sealed them with his seal. She'll go before your people and manipulate on your behalf with your permission. Y'all, oh, this is good stuff. I'm considering the concordance now. It's getting wound up. And the seal with the with his seal, and sent the letters to the elders of the nobles of the city where Naboth lived. And the letter she wrote proclaim, oh. By the way, the things that have contained everything that God hates can come across very, very religious. I'm just telling you what the book says. Some of the easiest preaching they'll ever do is just read the Bible and tell you what it says. 
It says, I want you to know it can be everything God hates and have a beautiful religious face. Mm. That's why that's, that's why we're not led around by personalities. That's why charisma shouldn't be the order of the day in, in, the, in the church. Hello? Oh, God don't mind if you look good and you're attractive, and God doesn't mind if you look your best in, uh, in the ministry or whatever. God, God doesn't mind if he has charisma. It, it's kind of hard to listen to somebody that's as dull as a butter knife, i got to tell you. But that's, but that's, not, where, that's not where it lies. The, what, what, what God's plan that no matter how good it looks and how good it sounds how much charisma it comes across with but if it's not true how religious it is if it's not true listen to what she did in his name with his seal sent out to the nobles uh, uh, all under the guise of coming from Ahab oh what a pious position she's taken she says proclaim a fast And set Naboth on high among the people. Talk about a manipulator. And set two men, the sons of Belial, before him and to bear witness against him, saying, you blaspheme God and the king, then carry him out and stone him so that he will die. Wow. Religion in the front, murder in the back. dangerous person then the men of the city the elders and the nobles lived there and the city and did as Jezebel said and sent word to them and as is written the letters that she sent to them proclaim a fast of Naboth on, and put Naboth on high among the people two men the children of Belial sit, come in and sit in front and behind and the men of Belial witnessed against Naboth and presented in the presence of the people saying, Naboth blasphemed God and the king. And they carried him out and stoned him to death. And when they sent word to Jezebel saying, Naboth has been stoned to death. When, Je when Jezebel heard that he had been stoned and was dead, she said to Ahab, Arise! Take possession of the vineyard of Naboth of Jezreel, which has refused to sell it to you for money. For Naboth is not alive but dead. And when Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, he got up and went down to the vineyard of Naboth of, Naboth of Jezreelite and took possession of it. And I'm sure they all felt really good about it. This is, a, this is somebody, well, I, I prayed about it and the Lord worked it out. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all ain't hearing me. I, 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 it's what I wanted. God, God, they said, God will give you desires of your heart. Oh, oh, did y'all hear me? The Bible says that God will give you the desires of your heart. Does it say that? Does it say that? Does it say that God will give you the desires of your heart? What, did, 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 did Ahab desire in his heart Naboth's vineyard? He wanted it with his heart. She said, get up and eat. And make your heart happy. Well, it must have been God. I mean, after all, they fasted. Must have been God. He wanted it. It was the desire of his heart. And after all, we fasted. It's what I wanted. God will give you the desires of your heart. Keep your heart. Guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it flows the issues of life. Now they, he's got possession of Naboth's vineyard and is feeling really good about it. 
Okay? But God hated it. I want you to understand that God hates this kind of stuff. I want you to understand that God will never use a manipulator to put you in position. I want you to understand that God will never use a deceiver and a liar as someone that bears false witness and someone that, that sheds innocent blood. That God will never use the likes of that to elevate you. Guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it flow the issues of life. Be careful where you go. Be careful what you see. Be careful what you touch. Over here in verse 23, oh, I, it says, and God said. God has seen it all happen, what Jezebel just pulled off, all right? It says, and God said, in verse 23, listen to what God said. And the Lord also spoke of Jezebel saying, the dogs will eat Jezebel by the wall at Jezreel. Who? They, listen to that, we're in 1 Kings now. We, we, they, they didn't see it right then. There, there are some times while you're celebrating this great gut victory God gave you, God has already pronounced judgment and you don't even know it yet. Some people think, well, I've got away with it. Told you before in really bad English, but it preaches really good. Ain't nobody getting away with nothing. Talking about matters of the heart, your mind, your will, and your emotion. Unredeemed man. Uh, when, when, your, when your mind is not renewed by the word. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to him, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed, be ye transformed. Somebody say, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, then that you may prove what is that good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. It's only when your mind is renewed. Which are the matters of the heart are matters of mind, will, and emotions. It's only when your mind is in line with the Word of God that you can prove what is that good and that perfect and that acceptable will of God. You have to, if you can't follow your heart, if you haven't followed the Word. God will never use the things He hates to get you in the position that you want. Judgment has came and she doesn't even know it. He says, the dogs are going to lick the blood, Jezebel's blood by the same wall. That's Elijah. Elisha comes along in 2 Kings and proclaims the same thing. Because see, they're both speaking on behalf of God and God, God's consistent. Second Kings. Chapter 9, verse 30. Here comes Jehu. Here he comes. He's already taken care of Ahab. Ahab's, Ahab's over. He's done. He's already taken care of Ahiza, king of Israel. See, there was wicked leadership. Jehu comes on the scene, already anointed. Boy, I'm going to tell you when the anointing comes in. Thank God for the anointed. Oh, y'all should have heard that. Jehu comes in anointed of God. Listen to me. I'm talking about the matters of the heart. 
things God hates and how to live for him. And that, he, he, that, that, that God only does things the right way. He never does it through manipulation. He never does it through lying. He never does it through cheating. Ever. Ever. I'm just going to insert here. I, I remember Sister Tennyson, I'm sure you'll hear it in a few weeks, talking about a time when her son needed to hear from his daddy on a day that he had the biggest test of his life getting his doctorate degree. He said, I just need to hear from my father. He said, there's no way, son. He said, we'll be in the air. We'll be flying. There will be, we'll, be, we'll be on our way from here to there. There's just no way dad can talk to you today. There's no way. Dad said, daddy, Brother Tennyson said, son, I just, I just don't see how it can happen. And somewhere along in the afternoon, he was walking out the door going to take this test and the phone rang. And before he could even get back there, the answer machine caught it. And when he, he opened back the door and he heard his answer machine and it picked up and it says, son, this is your dad. He said, God's with you today. Everything's going to be okay, etc. I'm looking forward to hearing from you later. Talk to you later, dad. Bye. Sister Tennyson said, brother, after a while, Alan called and said, Mom, I heard from Dad. He says, how'd you do, son? She said, he said, oh, I think I've done just fine. He said, Mom, I heard from Dad. And she said, well, he hadn't even called me. He said, how was that? He said, and she told him about it. And, and, and when Brother Tennyson called, she was in Minnesota, I think, and he was over in the Carolinas, and they were about to meet up. And he called and said, I'm, I'm talking about that God never cheats. I'm just, this is just uncertain. I, I, I'm just telling you God never cheats. Never. He will never cheat. So if something had to be cheated, manipulated, and, and, and stolen from, it wasn't him. Brother Tennyson called, and she said, she said Baby, I, I, I'm so happy you got to talk to Alan today. He said, What are you talking about? So well, Alan said you called and left a message on the answering machine. He was thrilled, done well on his test. He said, he said I just got off the plane. He said, my phone's been turned off and in the overhead bin. He said, I, he said, I opened it up, turned it on, called you. This is the first, you're the first person I've talked to today. She called Alan. About what time was that, Alan? Long story short, I said, how, how, does, how does God speak from a phone <laughs> that's in the overhead bin, 30,000 feet in the air, to, to a young man that needs to hear from his dad? So I don't know how all that works. She said, but I know when I got the phone bill next month at that time. I said, I called Alan and asked him what the number was. Well, it was his dad's number. Asked him what time of day it was. He said, when I, when I got the phone bill, I opened it up. And on that phone bill, at the exact time and the exact place on my phone bill was a fall from Brother Tennyson's phone to Alan Tennyson's phone. And it was on the bill. And she always says, see, God won't even cheat the phone company. Took just a minute to tell you, I, I'm telling you that if, if, if you have to manipulate it, if somebody has to be cheated, if somebody has to be, if somebody has to be done wrong in the least little way, it wasn't God. Can I read you one more time things God hates? Can I read it one more time? Six things God hates, seven are abomination, a proud look. Some translation says, says, flattering eyes, proud look, a lying tongue, 
Hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that deceives wicked imaginations. Feet that are quick to mischief. A false witness. Can I tell you? Well, let me read just a second. 2 Kings chapter 9, verse 30. And Jehu came to Jezreel, and Jezebel heard about it. And she said she's, it says she painted her eyes. Oh. Flattering eyes. What was she, uh, can I tell you what she was doing? It says, it says that, that Jezebel painted her eyes and adorned her head and looked down through the window. Je, see, Jehu is rode up and she's up looking at him and, then, and man, it's fixing to go down and she decided her best effort is to, is to paint up and look pretty, flattering eyes. Y'all ain't hear me. Haughty look, proud look. She, she, she gets, she better look like the queen. So her, her only chance now is, is to fix up, be proud, and look like the queen. It's her only shot. God hates that. So says, adored and looked down, and as Jehu entered the gate, and she said, is everything all right? Like she didn't know. Is everything all right? Zimri murder over his master. Now she's insulting him, by the way. She's saying, You're, you, you've got an inside job. You've took advantage of your position to, to kill authority. That was, that's what she was making this little. It was a slap. Is it peace, Zimri, murder of your master? She's calling him somebody else. Hello? And he lifted up his face toward the window and said, Who is on my side? I like, I like Jehu. He said, Who is on my, my side? Who? So two or three eunuchs looked out at him and then he said, Throw her down! And I don't see any hesitation. I want to tell you, when Jezebel's around, people are sick of her. They, she's manipulated, she's controlled, she, she's pulled every string, she, she's made everybody around her miserable. It says, look, it says, who's on my side? Who? 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 Throw her down. And so they threw her down. And some of her blood splattered on the wall and on the horses, and Jehu trampled her under feet. Just like any good king and soldier would do, now he was hungry. says, then he entered and ate and drank. He said, oh, by the way, attend to that cursed woman and bury her. For she's a king's daughter. We're getting to some good stuff right here. I'm going to tell you what she's done. God hates it. Proud look. Hands that shed innocent blood. Naboth was a righteous man. That all he wanted to do was hang on to his inheritance. God forbid that I should give my inheritance away. A heart that devises wicked imaginations. I'll tell you what we're going to do, Ahab. We're going to write a letter in your name. We're going to proclaim a fast. And we're going to gather, and we're going to, and we're going to set Naboth up. We're going, to, we're going to proclaim a fast and set him up like he's the guest of honor. Hands that, that's, that's, 
hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that are swift to mischief. When she came in and saw him down and, and saw him pouting, it didn't take her that long to come up with a plan. She was quick to do it. Hello? A false witness who speaks lies. Proclaim a fast. Set him up as a guest of honor and have the guy sit on each of them. And when they get him there in front of everybody, accuse him of blaspheming the king and God. See, see, it took two or three to execute him. Oh, oh she, she's a heathen queen, but she's religious and following the law here because the Bible says in the law there's going to be capital punishment. It has to be in the mouth of two or three witnesses. So she, she brings him in, proclaims the fast, sets him at the guest of honor, gets two or three to accuse him. Now she's got him. False witness. And he who sows discord among the brethren. He, he, this man is a liar. He's a blasphemer. He's, he's come against the king. He's come against the nation of Israel. What are y'all going to do about it? Jezebel is the epitome. The spirit of Jezebel is the epitome of what God hates. Go attend to the cursed woman and bury her for her. She's a king's daughter. And they went to bury her and they found nothing but a skull. Listen to me. Hey, Clifton, I found it. We were talking about it the other night. You ever notice it says, they went to attend to her, it says, they found nothing but a skull. And her feet. And the palms of her hands. What is that about? Hands that shed innocent blood. Feet that run to mischief. Her head were her haughty eyes and her lying tongue and the schemes of her heart working her it said there was nothing left of her but her her skull and her feet and the palms of her hands there was nothing left of her there was nothing left to bury except the things that destroyed her see in that day it was a great dishonor especially for royalty not to find a grave for them not to be able to entomb somebody, for them to be scattered. And he returned and told Jehu in verse 36, and he said, the word, this is the word of the Lord, which he spoke by his servant Elijah the Tishbite, saying on the property of Jezreel, dogs will eat the flesh of Jezebel. And the corpse of Jezebel will be like dung in the field on the property of Jezreel. So they cannot say, here is Jezebel. The, 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 he had to, the judgment came so quickly. Boom. Tore down. And they did. Now, they were stomped her and the dog, just like the prophet said, the dogs come and ate her, licked her blood in the very place. Couldn't even bury her since she was scattered like dung. So that they made it where there wasn't even a place where you, because somebody still would come give honor to this wicked woman. 
If they had a place, uh, they would have built a shrine to her. They would have memorialized her. They would have, maybe you would have came and worshipped her because there were because you know that the prophets of Baal and the and the and the prophets of Yeshua uh, were, were were gathered at Jezebel's table. There were people all over the country that were benefiting from the wickedness of Jezebel. And says God brought it to you. See, He brought it to matters of the heart. He brought this wickedness to a place where nobody could even come a place to give honor to it. She was a totally destroyed. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Paul said to the Corinthian church, no, he didn't. Paul said to the people at Philippi, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, with prayer and supplication, with gratitude, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will protect your heart and your minds. Talking about guarding your heart, guarding your mind. How? With, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let the, it, what, he had, he had a, a want and a need. Instead of, instead of presenting it to God, in, in, instead of Ahab presenting it to God, he took it by means of manipulation and, and thievery and, 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 and murder. God said, don't be anxious for anything, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart. How do you guard your heart? It's, it's then that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, sets a guard about your heart and your mind. How? Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest. You want to know what, we told you what God hates. Do you want to know what God loves? Whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are a good report. If there is any virtue. If there is any praise. Think on these things. How do you guard your heart? Think on these things. Let me turn the page and see what he said to the Colossian church. Just real quick. If I can find it. Colossians chapter 3. Paul said, If then you were raised in Christ, desire those things which are above. See, desire is a matter of the heart. Did y'all hear me? Remember, he'll give you the desires of your what? Heart. We're talking about matters of the heart. If then you were raised in Christ, desire those things which are above, where Christ sits at the right hand of God. Set your heart your affections, your desires on these things. Set your affections on things above, not on things of earth. For you are dead and your life is hidden in Christ and God. 
when Christ who, who is our life shall appear, then also you shall appear with him in glory. Therefore put away the parts of your earthly nature. Sexual immorality, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil, desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God comes on the sons of disobedience. What? Think on these things. Set your affections. Set your heart. Somebody hear me. You got, it is that, set, you do it. You do it. Set your heart. Set your affections. Set your desires on things above. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Your mind, your will, and your emotions have to be renewed by the Word and line up with the Word of God. You have to realize that you're hidden in Christ Jesus. You're dead. You, you have died to your old man. You, you put away the lust of the flesh. You, you flee from it. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are true, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. That's how you guard your heart. By the things of God. Heavenly Father, I thank you tonight for your word that is for now and on time Lord I praise you that your that you, you, your your word has has everything you've given us everything that pertains to life and to godliness Lord let us carry it with us Lord let us rec let, let us use your word tonight the words that are spoken to guard our heart but also to open our eyes to the, the things that are you teach us and lead us and train us and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.